just two weeks after Hurricane Harvey brought its its uh, wrath and disaster to Texas and the, the mass flooding happening there. Hurricane Irma hit the land in Florida, covering most of the state. How do local congregations recover and then also serve in their community? You're listening to Faith and Family. I'm Andy Bates. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin, their great support of Faith and Family on Worldwide KFUO. Check out CU Dub on KFUO.org. Look for them in the sponsor section. Joining me by phone this morning, Nick Moss. He's Director of Christian Education at St. Paul Lutheran Church and School in Lakeland, Florida. Nick, welcome to Faith and Family. Hey, good morning, Andy. Thanks so much for joining us. Glad that uh, you were able to to, uh, spend some time with us. I understand you just met with your staff at St. Paul this morning to learn more about uh, what's going on in the community and how the congregation and community were affected. First, uh, before we get to all the details of what's happening in the community, uh, tell me a little bit about your family and uh, making that decision to uh, to either evacuate or stay in place. Yeah, thanks. Um, We're in... Lakeland is, is um, we evacuation zones, so it's always up to you um, to whether or not to. I think our connection's cutting out just a little bit, oh. Nick. Let me let me clarify. So you're in Lakeland, Florida, which is uh, really kind of in the in the middle of the state, just outside of Orlando. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah, uh, we're in between Tampa and Orlando on I four. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we, um, my wife and I went through 2004 with the three hurricanes that came over Polk County. So I hate to say it, but a little bit of a, um, kind of experts in going through hurricanes. Sure. There were several hurricanes around that time that came through. And, uh, I believe that was about the time of hurricane Charlie that also, uh, created much devastation down in Port Charlotte, just South of you. Yeah, that was Hurricane um, Charlie came, was supposed to go right through Tampa, just kind of like Irma was scheduled to go through at the very last minute. Uh, Charlie jogged uh, in inland, um, and we felt some pretty good effects from that, kind of like Irma did. Um, so we, uh, Sunday night, had about 100-mile-an-hour wind gusts uh, hit Lakeland, hit our house. Um, but um, everything's looking pretty good considering um, what could have been. They were predicting the storm to be... Uh, a lot more powerful a couple of days before the storm hit. So by by it uh, downgrading before it hit Florida uh, really helped a ton in, in saving, I think, a lot of lives and, and a lot of property damage. Describe for us uh, the, the community of Lakeland and the relationship between St. Paul Lutheran Church and School and the community. Sure. Our, uh, our church has been here over 100 years. Uh, school just celebrated 50 years a couple of years ago. So St. Paul has been around and is known really well, especially for our school ministry. So uh, lots of people know St. Paul. Uh, so we've been a part of the community for a long time. And, um, yeah, so the community is doing really well driving around today. I mean, obviously there's there's trees down, and, you know, I don't have power at my house. There's a number of people that don't have power, but uh, neighbors were helping neighbors yesterday. Our We were blocked in in our street. We live in a dead-end street, and so a bunch of neighbors with chainsaws clearing out. We, they probably got it cleared within like three or four hours of daylight um, so people could get in on the street. So, um, yeah, it, it could have been a lot worse in Lakeland uh, than what it really is. There's still a lot of damage, but but nothing like uh, what they were predicting Irma could have been. So what are some of the, uh, the, the conditions? What are the conditions today? Are you and many without power in the Lakeland area? 
Sure, there's still a lot of people without power. Um, I think Florida, you know, I think yesterday there was like, I, I don't want to be wrong, a couple of million, if not four, five, six million people without power across the state. It's a big storm, knocked out a bunch of power. Um, I'm getting a lot of posts on Facebook from friends that are starting to get it back yesterday and today. There's going to be some areas where they say it could be a week um, in in some areas. So, yeah, people are getting back. Nor- a lot of, I mean, there was probably three or four street lights out when I came in to work today. Um, a number of, of snapped poles. Um, but um, everybody's doing really well. Everybody's helping each other. Um, so uh, our campus is really good. We just got a quote. We got some trees. We got a get taken down um but our campus has power and uh we're looking at making a decision to start school in the next day or two and 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 so you have power now everybody was able to to meet in uh, in light today uh at yeah. the at the church uh any significant needs within the congregation or the community that you became aware of this morning uh not really we've been checking in on people um our music uh leader uh for one of our worship services is uh this house got a tree on it, and they got a power line down in their house. They actually slept in the church last night. Uh, just to, don't want to be around, don't want to be in your house when you got a, a power line down on it. But um, other than that, you know, there's we really haven't heard of anybody with trees on their houses. Um, there's a lot of people without power. Um, so we, we're doing some assessment tomorrow. We're going to walk our surrounding neighborhood. There's a bunch of trees down in there, and then we just talked this morning. We'll probably get a chainsaw crew. Um, in this weekend in the neighborhood uh, for people that um, that may need help getting trees um, to cut up off their off their yards and into the roads and be picked up. Before, during, and, and now after the storm, were you able to stay in touch with members of your congregation and uh, you know be able to account for them and and uh, hear what the needs are? Sure. So we we met pre-storm uh, our staff meeting. Um, to just make sure that everybody had what they needed. And then we got a, a list of people. Um, we have a staff member that's in charge of our caregiving, and he made a bunch of phone calls, especially to our elderly members, uh, people that we know that um, may not be able to uh, to you know bring things in from the storm. You know, part of hurricane preparation is you get everything outside that could catch wind, and you bring it inside so it doesn't come a projectile. So... You know, a lot of people have stuff, and the uh, elderly members of our congregation can't bring that stuff in. So uh, we made a bunch of phone calls. I think we helped a few people, but um, especially people that have been around Florida a long time, they just kind of kind of know what to do. Um, and then, you know, during the storm, there was a, one of our pastors brought in a couple of people that were in mobile homes um, and, you know, different people taking in neighbors. And then after the storm, really, we've just been trying to, to reach out to see if there's any... Um, anybody in need, but it's been, honestly, it's been pretty quiet. Um, we haven't heard of any, any big, big needs, um, as of now. Throughout the state, there have been, uh, there's been much, uh, devastation, especially further in, in, in South Florida. How do you anticipate, uh, St. Paul Lutheran Church, um, helping in the recovery efforts after the storm? Sure. So we've got, you know, working through the circuit, working through the district, uh, as needs kind of flow up through the local level into the district level, um, we'll start to um, communicate with the, the circuits and the districts um, to find that need. Yeah, absolutely. In South Florida, they're going to need a lot more more help, especially the Keys. You know, you're talking about um, Naples area, Venice area. Um, so we'll we'll wait 
uh, we're not going to sit around on our hands, but we don't want to, to go bullying in uh, with something that we think they might need that they don't. So we will work over the next couple of days to, to find out what the need is. We've got a men's group called called Marty's Men, and uh, they got a disaster relief trailer. Um, so I'm, I'm assuming, uh, depending on what the needs are, you know, they could mobilize that in the next next couple of days or weeks. Uh, and, uh, you know, with, when a hurricane comes through, um, especially trees, it just takes a long time to get trees cut up and moved out. And so, um, you know, that's, that's going to take weeks, even months to get, especially in South Florida, some of those trees out of there. Children are, are, are generally pretty resilient. How do you anticipate a, a significant storm like this impacting uh, the way that you serve and, the, and those you serve, children and families? Sure. So, you know, pre-storm, we, we definitely, you know, since Irma was turning out in the Gulf for so long, it creates quite an anxiety because with the news cycles being 24 hours, um, you know, kids see that with parents. Personally, we were, uh, we didn't turn on the TV. We were just watching news coverage on our phone just personally. So the kids, you know, were kind of kept away from that. But, um, you know, in our chapel the Wednesday before the storm, we, we definitely talked about it and prayed and, and teachers are really good about that as well. Um, and then uh, that's one of the reasons why we're trying, we met today to try to get school started back as soon as possible uh, to create, you know, get back into a normal pattern, you know, have kids being able to come in and talk through what they experienced. Um, you know, one of the blessings of the storm is that it went through at about, you know, between 11 and, and 1 a.m. We had our strongest winds here in Lakeland, you know, most of the kids were all asleep. So that, that, is a, that was a blessing for us, I know, at least for my family. Um, you know, the kids really don't, didn't really hear or experience those winds that were howling around. Moving forward, uh, hoping to have children back in school this week. Um, have you heard from neighboring congregations just, uh, you know, outside the Lakeland area around there? Have you heard any reports from them and what uh, has been any damage or anything that they've sustained? So we've talked with um, our pastor, senior pastor here has talked, you know, with the circuit. Um, nothing major that we've been made aware of yet, um, and at least in our surrounding central Florida area. Um, South Florida, I can't speak to that. Um, but yeah, in the central Florida area, um, you know, nothing, um, major again, there's going to be, there's going to be people of LCMS congregations that are going to have trees down. Some might have them on the houses, no power, but, um, as for, um, loss of life or, um, you know, some catastrophic event in central Florida, you know, it really right now it's just dealing with some property cleanup and no power and, um, everybody trying to trying to get back to kind of a normal uh, way of life over the next couple of days. Nick Moss, Director of Christian Education, St. Paul Lutheran Church and School in Lakeland, Florida. Nick, thanks so much for your time today, and thanks. Uh, glad to hear that everyone's safe. Yeah, thank you. appreciate that. Absolutely. Well, we have uh, more coverage on Hurricane Irma and her effect in uh, uh, over the state of Florida. Now we head further north in the state to Tallahassee. The Reverend Jay Winters, campus minister at University Lutheran Church in Tallahassee. Pastor Winters, welcome back to Faith and Family. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks so much for uh, spending some time with us today. Tell us a little bit about the uh, the community and the way that uh, that University Lutheran Church serves the community. 
Uh, sure. So uh, Tallahassee is um, a, kind of the, a, in a lot of ways, a, a nerve point for the rest of Florida. We've got um, uh, three universities here. Um, uh, one of them is a community college. Then we also have um, uh, Florida A&M University, which is a historically black college university. Um, and then uh, we've got Florida uh, Florida State University, which is um, a, a big behemoth. We just had um, the biggest class that we have uh, ever had at Florida State with 6,500 freshmen coming in. Um, uh, and the whole school is about 45,000 now. Um, uh, and then on top of that, we've got government. So, um, you know, we, we've, it, it's kind of like we've got this, um, you know, this, this, this ex- these extended strings that are coming out of Tallahassee all over the state. Um, and uh, so we at University Lutheran, we um, seek to serve the campuses of Tallahassee first and then um, and then out into the metropolis um, and, uh, you know, um, uh, trying our best to um, see where, where, um, uh, where we fit into all of that, um, especially after the storm here. Thankfully, uh, Tallahassee was not hit as hard as what it could have been. Um, in fact, uh, when it looks when you're looking at wind speeds and things, our um, our hurricane last year with her mean um, was actually a little bit stronger, like wind speeds and, and things like that. And that's really uh, the the big issue here is that um, yeah, everybody has this uh, image of. Uh, of Florida being all, you know, kind of sand and palm trees. But uh, up here in North Florida, we are, uh, you know, uh, like 50, 7,500 foot pines and like 50 foot um, water oaks and, and other oaks. And we've got a lot of trees and um, uh, those, those severe winds tend to knock down trees and um, and really make things difficult. So, um, uh, we've had quite a bit of the city without power. Um, uh, a lot of that is coming back online this morning and they're, they're doing things a whole lot quicker this year. Um, and things are, are going well there, but, um, yeah, we're, we're kind of reaching out and trying to see where, um, uh, where people are hurting. And, and, um, uh, a lot of that has really been, um, keeping in touch with our students as well, because, like I was saying, it's, it's kind of like a nerve center and, um, uh, classes were canceled at, at Florida state, but, um, uh, the, a lot of students, you know, they, they can't go home now because, you know, home is, uh, being affected by, um, uh, by, by the, the hurricane, by the flooding, by, um, all that kind of stuff. So they're kind of stuck here in Tallahassee, um, uh, without a whole lot to do, but also kind of worrying about, uh, their family back home and what's going on. And uh, in in some places, there's still not cell phone reception in some places in South Florida. So people are, are still kind of worried and thinking, hey, what happened with my family? Um, thankfully, all of the students that we're connected with have been able to um, make a touch back with home and, and just make sure that everybody's okay. I'm sure it's a unique setting, you know, in a in a a, a, a typical parish setting. Uh, pastors and and other leaders in the congregation certainly are going to be mindful of the the older members of the congregation checking in on them and and uh, you know accounting for their their flock when such a disaster hits. It, it, I'm sure in a university ministry setting, trying to account for all the students you serve is a bit more challenging. How are you able to stay in touch with your students and and account for those you serve? 
<laughs> um, uh, Instagram, uh, um, Snapchat, um, you know, it, it, everybody's on social media and, and, um, uh, and, and so that's the bit, you know, texting, um, all of that, that, that's been how we've connected up with folks. Um, in fact, I would say, uh, University Lutheran is a, um, a, you know, we, we've got both a, a student part to our community and a non-student part. And so we do have some of those older folks around and, um, the students were just, uh, you know, a whole lot easier actually to, uh, to contact, um, because they're always connected to their devices. And, you know, we had a couple of older members that, uh, just aren't. And, um, and so, you know, the phone rang and rang and rang because the power wasn't on and we we're like, well, I don't know. We're just, putting a question mark by their name for now until they pick up the phone. But all of our students, you know, uh, get back to us pretty quickly um, as long as we choose the right social media stream. How do you anticipate University Lutheran Church uh, serving their neighbor in the in the future following the storm? Are there ways that the, the, the congregation, the students might be able to serve their neighbors? Oh, Absolutely. Um, uh, so we were expecting a much harder hit here in Tallahassee, and, and we were kind of gearing up for, okay, what do we do? Um, how, how do we serve Tallahassee? How do we uh, serve, you know, kind of the, the, our home city here? Um, uh, with that not being a real big issue, uh, we've already had on the books, like trying to figure out how we could do some hurricane relief um, over in Texas um, with, with a trip and, and stuff like that. I remember when I started doing campus ministry, I was um, at the University of Florida in Gainesville, and that was the year that Katrina struck. And um, uh, just a couple months after, we did a, a sort of Christmas trip over to New Orleans and helped with some relief work there, and um, uh, we're, we're legitimately able to help a lot of people. But then also, uh, it was a really good trip for the students that we took because they were able to see a bigger sense of what it meant to be a body, a part of the body of Christ that, you know, we were able to say, Hey, you know, uh, uh, another part of the body is hurting. Let's go and help them out. And so we're planning to do the same thing, uh, with FSU, especially as some of the, the dust settles and things like that. We're going to try to put together some trips and, um, uh, try to, um, get out there and, and really serve, uh, the, the people that are, you know, still going to be hurting after this because unfortunately, and we saw this with Katrina as well, um, you know, it, it, it makes a really big splash when, um, in, right after the disaster strikes. But, you know, a couple of months down the road, it's kind of like people forget about Harvey. People will forget about Irma. Um, people will forget about, you know, all sorts of disasters because, um, like I heard, Nick on right a little bit before me, he said, you know, we've got this 24-hour news cycle. And, um, you know, they're always looking for the next thing and kind of in the midst of that, forgetting about the last thing. So we really want to be sort of that second wave moving in and, and helping people and, um, and sort of sort of being the, the reserves that come in when everybody else gets tired. Tell me about this generation of students. You mentioned you've been serving in campus ministry for some time now. Tell me about this generation of students and their their understanding or their desire to serve others. Uh, sure. Um, a, you know, I, I think most students, um, a, at least that I'm serving right now, sort of uh, younger, uh, the youngest of the millennial generation and moving on into 
um, you know, whatever this next generation is going to be called, the pluralist or homeland or whatever. Um, uh, the, these students are, are uh, I, I think, on the positive side, very interested, very, you know, how, how, how do I serve? Um, uh, but then also um, sort of on the challenging side, a lot of them really don't know how to get into the midst of that because so much of their life has been sort of siloed into, hey, your, your, you know, your younger life is all about academics um, uh, or it's all about sports or it's all about, uh, you know, gaming or whatever. Um, and so, um, you know, they, there's not a whole lot of, of the same skills, uh, even from or earlier on when I was working with, with college students. You know, there's just a little bit more teaching that has to happen. And that's, you know, honestly, a, a really positive thing about being connected with a ministry is that you get that fuller experience of what life is all about. Um, uh, and, and that means, you know, hey, I'm going to go help some people out. And uh, I'm sure I've never run a chainsaw, but I, I get to. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, there, uh, we, there's all of those those good things there. And there's there's a super big desire. But like I said, a lot of times that desire is, is coupled with a sort of sense of, well, how do I even take the first step? And um, that's where I hope that campus ministries are able to, um, you know, sort of help disciple and mentor people and um, give them opportunities to sort of cultivate those kind of things and, and that kind of um, uh, that, that kind of spirit of, of volunteerism, the spirit of caring, really, uh, of saying, hey, you know, I've got this desire and I want to get the know-how. Let's, let's put those two things together. So what's on the schedule for this week at uh, University Lutheran Church? <laughs> uh, well, um, Florida State, even before, Hermie, uh, even before Irma hit, decided that it was going to cancel classes up until Friday, um, and then I was really kind of concerned because we've got a really big football game with Miami um, that was scheduled for, for this coming weekend. So I was a little bit afraid it was going to be a week-long tailgate party. Um, and thankfully, they've, they've rescheduled that game until later October. Um, so that's not going to be the case. But we're going to have – it's going to be an interesting scene. We've got a lot of students that are still on campus that can't go home and they don't have anything to keep them busy. And uh, so we're going to try to make, uh, you know, put, put together a whole bunch of different opportunities for folks to just get together in fellowship um, and uh, give people something to do. Um, like I said before, there's not a whole lot of relief kind of stuff to do around here in Tallahassee. There's a little bit, so we're going to try to see where we can do that. Um, but mostly it's going to be, just ramping up, trying to help people stay busy um, and, and not just kind of, you know, waste their time away. Um, because, you know, theoretically, they should be all catching up on their reading, but I'm not sure that that's <laughs> um, gonna, going to happen, at least for the entire time. So uh, providing opportunities for fellowship for those students and uh, also looking ahead to plans to, uh, to serve in the future as well months after maybe even you know weeks months after these storms have hit both in texas and in florida right because uh, the reality is they've got this week off but that means that their academics are just going to hit them like a brick when um when when classes start up because they're basically skipping a week and so all of their profs are going to really load them down heavy they're not going to get any relief until 
um, until Christmas break, really. They're probably all going to go home with uh, homework for Thanksgiving. And, um, and so really our first opportunity um, that'll make sense for them in the midst of their vocations as students is going to be doing trips in, in December. The Reverend Jay Winters, pastor at University Lutheran Church in Tallahassee, Florida. Pastor Winters, thank you so much for the update, and God bless you and your service to the students there. Hey, thanks a lot. Coming up in just a little bit. Have you thought about serving in a short-term mission team? We're going to hear from some folks who, uh, from two team members who served on a team to teach English in Poland. You're listening to Faith and Family on Worldwide KFUO, the messenger of good news. Concordia University, Wisconsin and Mequon overlooks a half mile of beautiful Lake Michigan shoreline. CUW campus is located 15 miles north of Milwaukee with over 70 undergraduate majors, 28 graduate degree programs and doctorate programs in pharmacy, physical therapy, occupational therapy and nursing practice. CUW offers online learning and accelerated learning at one of nine Wisconsin centers and one in St. Louis. Traditional or accelerated education, CUW has the program for you. CUW.edu.